0: We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Oh, baby, across the world on the
1: Internet at MichaelDukesShow.com. And around the state of Alaska on there's your favorite radio station and or translator it uh, FM translator. It is the Michael Duke show. <clears throat> and uh, good morning to you. How you guys doing? Uh, are you ready? Only five more sleeps until Christmas. Day. Well, no, is that right? So, I mean, it's five days, right? It's 20 or so, five days. But does that make it five sleeps or four sleeps? That's what, That always messes me up. You know, it's just one of those things. What What are you going to do? Anyway, it's uh, right around the corner. And I hope you got all your Christmas shopping done. Because if not, oh, baby, you're in trouble. You are in so much trouble. Because you ain't got time to order anything. Or if it's not in town, you're in ba- I mean, it's okay. No, no pressure, though. No pressure whatsoever. It's all it's all good. It's all Gucci. Uh, All right. Well, welcome to the program today. It is Tuesday and uh, normally uh, Tuesday is uh, normally Tuesday is our uh, deep dive into state politics. But as you likely know by now, we're done doing that politics thing for the rest of the year. For the rest of the year, we are done doing the political thing. We are, in fact, now doing the holiday thing because, you know, uh, I mean, come on. It's, uh, It's that time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and it's what we need to do. Um, sorry if you hear my heater in the background. It's a little chill here in the studio this morning. Uh, Ten below outside the studios here in Wasilla. Uh, Thirty-five below in the banks, the Fairbanks this morning. So definitely a little bit of a a little bit of a cold factor going on. Uh, unfortunately, <clears throat> some bad news for parts of the state. More snow expected on Thursday. Just in case you were wondering. Just more more snow expected on. Or, I mean, it's going to be great. Um, all right. So uh, that's, uh, that's 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 the the I guess the the official weather bad news. But other than that, it's uh, it's all good. It's all good. Now, uh, what are we going to start off to with today? Now, normally, as I said, we go into the deep dive on the political end of the spectrum. But today I have asked and requested that my guests don't do that. That we're not doing any politicals Today. It is the Christmas top three. The Christmas top three, Christmas memories, New Year's resolutions, Christmas uh, presents, favorite food, favorite music, favorite uh, movies, um, and memories, and just ever. I mean, it's we're totally playing it by ear. I mean, we have no plan other than we're just gonna riff and share Christmas memories because. That's I got to be honest yesterday I felt so good yesterday. I got I got so much Christmas spirit out of the show yesterday. You have <clears throat> no idea. I felt really really good uh after the show yesterday. It it's almost like it was almost like taking a shower after a long uh you know after a long sweaty hard day where you're full of grime and everything else and you take that and you're like oh. That's what it felt like yesterday. For me, personally. I mean, I don't know about you, but uh, I am loving it. Uh, 27 below at the Kenai Airport today. So it's a little crisp across the state. So uh, you guys, uh, you know, <clears throat> bundle up. Stay warm. Climb in front of the fire. Get yourself a hot cup of joe. And let's sit down and talk about the reason for the season. Um. All right. <clears throat> So first things first, my housekeeping duties uh, are, my housekeeping duties are calling me. Uh, So that is, of course, today is day four of the five days of Christmas. Now, the five days of Christmas is a promotion that uh, we've been doing here on the program with the help of our friends over there at Satellite West and your local radio station. Um, both in the Fairbanks up in the interior and down on the peninsula with various uh, stations and translators on the peninsula as well. Um, And uh, every day for five straight business days, so it was Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, and tomorrow, we are giving away a bivvy stick. Now, what is a bivvy stick, you might ask, if you're just tuning into the program and haven't been paying attention? A bivvy stick is a small little tiny device that uh, connects uh, to your cell phone via um, via a Bluetooth, and it turns your cell phone into a satellite communicator. You can send text messages, you can send uh, emails, and you can get map views of everywhere and everything around you. Um, It's got some other cool features as well. If you and a handful of friends have bivvy sticks together and you're out hunting, biking, hiking, snow machining, whatever you're doing, you can also use what they call group track where all of you can see each other on your map. So if one guy's over the top of the hill stalking a big bull or the other gals over there running the ridges with her snow with her snow go up on the ridges across the across the valley, you can look and see where they are, even if they're not in sight, because group track keeps track of everybody in the group. And you can drop a pin If you get stuck It's got a little <clears throat> red button on the bottom You can pull the flap up and mash it I've fallen and I can't get up Come help me uh, It sends a pre-programmed message I mean, it's just it's just a handy little tool to have Even if you're not outdoorsy or sport You know, even if you're just driving up and down the highways There are plenty of spots on the highway Where you cannot get a cell signal This gives you the opportunity to, again, send a text message Send an emergency message Do whatever regardless of where you are. If you could see the sky, you could talk to people through your bivvy stick. So we've given away three. Today we're going to give away the fourth one, and tomorrow is the final one. But the you can only win if you sign up at my website at michaeldukeshow.com. Just look for the Satellite West Five Days of Christmas logo with all the Christmas lights around it, and you just sign up, and away you go. Makes it simple and easy today's winner of the Bivy stick is Colleen Pew Colleen Pew you are the winner of today's Bivy stick now Bivy got involved uh and when they heard what we were doing because we were kind of doing this on our own because you know that's kind of who we are and uh they said well no no we want to add to the you know we want to we want to throw something into the kitty here. We want to we wanna help you uh, with this. So they have offered to include um, some free uh, subscription time. So if you want, you don't have to subscribe to anything. You can win the baby stick and not subscribe to anything. That's fine. Uh, but if you decide to sign up for their one-year plan, their industrial plan, you buy the 12 month plan or whatever, and you get three months for free. If you do it for two years, you get four months free. If you do it for three years, you get six months, half a year for free. Now, it's not required uh, to do that, but if you want to, it's there. Now, you got to activate the unit by the end of the year to take advantage of this and everything else. But this is the perfect little piece of kit for anybody and everybody, in my opinion. So there you go the Bivvy Stick. Uh, Colleen Pugh is today's winner of the Vivi Stick. And um you know what? I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Yesterday, yesterday we didn't catch the winner until hour two because, you know, it was a little it was a little uh, it was a little early, and not everybody listens to the program from the first starting point. Uh but it looks like Colleen is up in the uh up in the interior, according to her phone number. Let's try and give her a call. Shall we? I feel I feel pretty good about this. Let's see if we can reach out to Colleen. Let's see what she has to say. Hello. Good morning. Is this Colleen? Yes. This is Michael Duke's calling from the Michael Duke Show. No way. Good morning. How are you?
0: I'm good.
1: <laughs> are you you're about to have a very Merry Christmas, Colleen, because you are the winner of today's Bivvy Stick. And you are live on the air, so I just wanted—I uh-huh. just wanted to wish you a very merry Christmas, and uh, and find out what you thought. Are you happy? Are you excited?
0: I'm very happy. Yes. <laughs>
1: Great. All right. Good. Well, uh, where do, where do you listen to us? It, uh, this looks like a, an interior phone number. Are you up in the Fairbanks yeah. area?
0: And Delta Junction.
1: Oh, Delta Junction. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Are you listen- Which station are you listening on? Because I think both station clusters reach us. Which station are you listening to us on?
0: Um. Uh,
1: <laughs> are you on bo- Are you on Peninsula Broadcasting? Are you listening on the uh, translator? Or are you listening to KFAR?
0: I think K. That. That last one you said.
1: K-F-A-R. Okay. All right. That's fine. I mean, this wasn't a quiz. You're not graded on the answer. I was just curious. I was just curious. All right. Well, what? Are you guys going to get good use out of this baby stick?
0: Yes. Yes. My husband bought a... um a boat so he's going to go like a lot of boating so good deal
1: good deal well you remember you always have that option to get those free months from Bivvy if you guys uh, decide to uh uh, to do the annual plan on this you can do that or you can just keep the stick however you want but uh i'm just so happy that you're listening out there and i appreciate you signing up
0: Oh wow! Thanks. You Thanks. bet.
1: So the the six o'clock club in the chat room—that's anybody who listens in the six o'clock hour. You guys are all officially the six o'clock club. They want to wish you a very merry Christmas and a happy new year, and I do as well.
0: And same to you. Okay, Colleen, I'll
1: be sending you an email here in just a little bit after the show to get to all the mailing details and everything. Okay.
0: Okay. Thank you.
1: You bet. Merry Christmas and happy new year to you. Thank
0: you. Merry
1: Christmas All right uh, Colleen Pugh, uh, our winner for today only one more Bivy stick to give away only one more and that is that is uh, that's going on uh, tomorrow and the only way to win it is to uh, get signed up. you got to get signed up to win MichaelDukeShow.com. I can't make it any easier to try and give you something for free. I mean, well, I suppose I could just show up at your house and hand it to you, but I don't know you personally. So I got to have your I got to have your details. I got to have your info. I got to have it for the random number generator for my spreadsheets because, gosh, I love those spreadsheets. They're so they're so much fun. Um, All right. I suppose I should stop my yammering. What do we got? Well, up next, Brad Keithley, uh, who's normally doing the weekly top three, all the political jazz. Today, it is top three. I mean, I don't know if it's top three. It could be twelve. I, it's, we're just gonna riff, you know. Again, Christmas memories, Christmas food, Christmas music, Christmas movies, and and memories, and I just want to feel that holiday spirit. That's what I want. I want to feel the holiday spirit. All right, we're gonna get into it here in just a moment with Brad Keithley, Chris Story coming up in hour two. Let's uh, let's get it uh, let's get it kicking off here, shall we? The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. If you want, you can come out and join us in the chat room this morning—just you and me and 35 of my closest friends on the interwebs. Come on out and join us. We'll continue with Brad Keithley here in just a moment. On your own for common sense, liberty-based, or holiday-based, free-thinking, free-loving, free holiday-based, free-loving radio. That sounds like a hippie. I'm not a hippie. But, you know, maybe. Back with more right after this.
0: If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com.
1: Well, guten Morgen, uh, meine Freunde. Was ist jetzt los mit dir? Mm, frohliche Weihnachten! Uh, it's, uh, it's just another beautiful day here in uh, South Alaska. We're down here in the South doing our thing. Uh, let me go over here. and. Uh, but that takes away all my Christmas, my pretty Christmas stuff. I don't know. All right, fine. I'll do it. Takes away all my pretty Christmas stuff. Uh, we'll put Brad Keithley up in here, though, and we'll see what's going on. Hey, Bradley, what's happening, my friend? What are you doing? Michael, good
2: morning. I'm going to miss the Christmas stuff during this segment. I mean, that's 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 entertaining in and of itself.
1: I know, really. It's like I'm wreathed in evergreen. And this, you know, it kind of was one of those things. Yesterday I shared one of my memories was as a child, um, you know, actually laying under the tree with my head and shoulders under the tree, looking up through the tree, lo- watching the lights, listening to old time radio and music and stuff. And so every time I look over at my picture and I see him, surra- I've, I get that feeling. I get to go back to my childhood, um, uh, which is really not that far from right now, actually, quite honestly. Uh, but, you know, a guy's got to have a hobby. So this so, so, so. Since this is hippie radio now, <laughs> since this is hippie free love and holiday radio, that's what it's all about here. You know, it's uh, it's it's all good. Uh, did I do it last night Terry asked me because yesterday somebody challenged me to lay or Deshina challenged me to lay under the tree again after I shared that memory. I have not. First of all, it's harder to get on the floor than it was when I was, you know, <laughs> 10 years old and get back up. Uh, but I will. I will. I will do that sometime probably during my Christmas break. I was bi- I didn't even get home till like 7 last night. It's been these last couple days are uh, are pretty busy before I got to go on 12 days worth of vacation. So it's a, uh, you know,
2: but the good news is you were able to get out, get in and out of the neighborhood, get in and out of your
1: house. Good Lord, yes. Although I had to laugh because I went outside yesterday, and I have a driveway that's usually wide enough that I park near the house, and the kids park at the bottom of the driveway, and I drive between the cars. The snow has narrowed it now that I actually had to get out and move one of the kids' cars because I couldn't get out of the driveway. You know, it's just one of those things. But um All right, Brad. Well, I know I really didn't give you a lot of direction on this other than we're just going to kind of, you know, again, favorite music, favorite movies, favorite recipes, favorite foods. Just I don't know. I just I I just want to talk about stuff that makes you feel good as well as makes me feel good. Right. Your favorite. Well, I've been I've been listening to you, watching your your picture uh,
2: watching the the wreath around your head, and I feel good already. So you feel- I'm, I'm I'm already in the
1: Christmas spirit. I'm ready to go. That's right. Damn it! It's so good to be Christmasy today. It's just so feels so good. Uh, <laughs> go on vacation, says Brian. Listen to you. What do you mean? It's it is. Look, if I had to try and create something today, well, Brad would have stuff to talk about because the governor's budget came out. But other than the governor's budget, there is like nothing to talk about. I mean, literally. I mean, unless you wanted to dive down into Demboski getting kicked to the curb by the mayor of Anchorage, which who cares? I mean, really, right? I mean, who cares? What you me? are, you are the Christmas spirit. I'm just like, I don't even. There is nothing. I, you know, it was for years. I struggled those last that last week, and especially the week between Christmas and New Year's. It was such a struggle to find anything relatively political to talk about and it, like i said it's probably 15 years ago i just gave up and said nope nope doesn't cuz especially and why did i drive to work to try and call people to sell advertising to them because when you call them on december the 27th they're like why why are you calling me i'm i'm busy taking returns from christmas or i just really don't care i'm just filling the seat until new year's when i can go home so anyway it's uh, it is what it is uh all right um you resignedly said i got oh i said you resignedly said i gotta go on vacation well no i get to go on vacation what i mean but i i guess you know what it is yeah 57 below in chicken yesterday those poor (laughs) bastards Those poor bastards. I mean, come on. 44 below a North Pole where Doty's at this morning. I'm so glad I'm not living at my old house because I was always colder than actual North Pole. So my, my place up there is probably in the 45 below range. You know, uh, 57 below would get, would get chilly. That would be cold. The even, last, even with yeah, even with every layer of clothing I own, that would be cold. The last year before I left Fairbanks, it was 57 below or colder for three weeks straight at my house. That yeah that gets you here we go we're, we're coming back You know, I just remembered that I've got like a whole Christmas ensuite suite of bumper music and stuff, and I don't know what I did with it all. I moved it somewhere when I had to redo the computer after my virus wear attack uh, this last uh, spring, and I don't know what I did with it. It's, it's somewhere, but I, I had all the Christmas bumper music. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, we're, we're living with it right now. Brad Keithley, Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets, uh, is our guest. And uh we are here, uh, we're here talking with him. We Brad and I were just r- reminiscing or I guess pontificating on the fact that I guess it's good to not be deep in the interior today at 57 below or where I guess chicken Alaska was the coldest place on the on the in the state yesterday at 57 below. First thing people say is, where the hell is chicken? Second of all, uh, 57 below. Um, and I just told Brad that that last year before I left the interior, um, that winter in North Pole, it was between 57 and 64 below at my house for three weeks solid, and I just said, "Nope, I'm 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 done. I am officially done with this nonsense." Uh, and that was one of the big triggers that uh, that sent me down here. Good morning, what, Brad Keithley.
2: What, what was your fuel oil bill?
1: Uh, that, 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 well, that winter was pretty bad, but the worst winter was two winters before that. I think 2012, uh, or 2013, maybe, uh, one month, $1,433 for heating oil and another $565 for electricity. I was two grand in the hole before I even paid my mortgage it was, it was, I just looked at Terry and I said, how in the world are we supposed to continue to do this with, I mean, you know, and of course that was the year that oil had spiked up to, I don't know, it was five and a half, six bucks a gallon, you know, probably close to what it is or maybe a little higher than what it is today. But I don't know. I just was like, no, 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 no. Um, And as, as much as you may love a cold, you know, Christmas with all that, uh, uh, oh, Jason says he's near my old house. Jason knows where I used to live up there. He said I've got fifty-two below this morning at his place. <laughs> I'm so sorry, you poor, poor. Um, yeah, no, that's just uh, you know. And I, hey, a guy loves a, a nice, warm, toasty Christmas around the fire, but not when you're worried about the pipes freezing every five seconds, right? That was my that was always my fears that something was going to go wrong. In the middle of the night, and I'd wake up to a frozen house. So that was, the stress of that was just more than I wanted to deal with.
2: I, I've made it to forty below. I mean, I
1: my coldest I think personal, my personal
2: <laughs> coldest, is forty below, and and I was just, I was I was in shock or something, uh, at that temperature. I'm, I can't imagine fifty seven below. That's well, just, it's it's,
1: and of course I lived in what they called. They jokingly call it. It's not really a joke, but they called it the Triangle of Death in North Pole because it was this triangular area on the map where the because of the low-lying area, that's one reason why it was cold, but also because all the wood smoke, because of the climatic conditions mm. and the inversion, it would hold all the wood smoke in this area. And uh and and they're like, Oh, you're all gonna die from black lung or whatever. Well, no, we're gonna freeze to death because you don't want us <laughs> to run our wood stoves and our coal stoves. <laughs> So we're all gonna freeze to death. It won't matter. We'll all die anyway. And uh, but that's what it was. They got wood smoke police driving around trying to stop you, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. I mean, this whole thing is just absolutely ridiculous. And uh, but I mean, it, you know, I love the people out there, but I, I definitely am glad that uh, I'm definitely glad. Yeah, fifty-seven. Trust me. And of course I didn't have a garage. I mean I had a garage, but it had a bunch of stuff in it, right? So you, you you keep your car plugged in, you set the auto start to start every ninety minutes so that it runs for twenty or twenty-five minutes every ninety minutes. You wake up in the morning, you start your car, you let it run for an hour, you go out to your car, you start to back out, and you get out on the road and the car is going tut, 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 and you're like what? what? It's the flat spot on the tire. It is literally a frozen flat spot on the tire. For the first two miles until the friction builds up enough to allow the tire to expand, you're going down the road. You know, these are the the joys of living at 50 below, Brad. You should try it. It's amazing. (laughs) It is amazing. This this is adding up to your favorite Christmas memory. Man, Christmas. Christmas Christmas that was 57 below. Count your blessings is what I'm saying. Count your blessings that you don't live in an area where it's 50 gazillion below zero. And uh, yeah. No, it's uh it's it's pretty it's pretty insane. Well, Brad, uh you know, Christmas is a special time and as I've said many times uh, before, you know, there are some years I always feel the Christmas spirit to one degree or another. But some years, you know, it's like, oh, it's I feel so Christmassy. I feel so good. And then some years it's like, nah, I feel a little, a little and I really want to feel it like full throttle. Just want to really, you know, full throttle. So uh, I don't know about you. Is that is that kind of how you go to do you feel some years you just feel it in some years or are you kind of like in the spirit from the get go?
2: Well, it, it sort of depends, I guess I, I I at some point I get in the spirit, but it's sort of I, I sort of I guess there are triggers that that finally, finally take me to the spirit. Sometimes it's sometimes it's music. Sometimes it's where I am. Sometimes it's, you know, experiences. Sometimes it's, you know, something I see. Reading, uh, there's usually a trigger somewhere along the way, but I, I usually get there.
1: And I think, you know, we're all there to some form or another to one degree. I just like it when I'm deep in the holiday. You know, I like, I just, I feel the love. I feel the the nostalgia. I feel the, you know, I'm just, you're happy. You're, you're happy. You're kind of the cares of the world melt away and yep. things like that. And what, you know, we're always trying to capture, and of course- you can never go home, right? I mean, you can never, you can never go all the way back. You know what I mean? Uh, but we're trying to recapture that nostalgia, I think, and that innocence that we felt as children towards Christmas, and you know, kind of the carefree nature. We didn't have the adult cares of the world and everything else. And we're always trying. I mean, I'm always trying to kind of capture that feeling. I mean, I understand I got to be an adult, but sometimes I yearn for that <laughs> kind of that. <laughs> you got to yearn was- for. Th- you resist it well. I try. <laughs> Dang it, man. I'm trying to be just be a kid. I'm just trying to be a kid. Um, so I guess. Um... You know, Brad. Let's just start with some of your favorite Christmas memories. I mean, you know what uh, you know what sticks out. I mean, for me, yesterday I was talking about laying under the tree and listening to Christmas music and looking up at the twinkling lights through the tree, and that's one of my more powerful memories. Going uh, Christmas Eve shopping with my dad, which I realized today as an adult is absolutely insane. But my dad was like, "Yep, yeah, let's go. Take my brother and I. We're gonna go buy your mom some presents." And it's Christmas Eve. We live 15 miles out of town, and we drives us into town to go buy stuff for mom on a busy Christmas Eve afternoon. I thought that was just the coolest thing. I mean, again, I realize now it's crazy, but those kind of memories that you remember, uh, even now in your, I mean, you're not old and decrepit, but in your, in your, <laughs> in your, in your, in your, in your, in your, in your senior years, just anyway, tell me what uh, just remind me of some of those memories there.
2: Well, when I was growing up, uh, I grew up in a small town, about about 800 people then. It's about 650 people now. Um, And it was what we did on Christmas Eve was we would go to the big town, the county seat, and look at Christmas lights. Now, later in life, I figured out this is because we did this, and I did it with my father. We did it because everybody else was back home putting packages under the tree <laughs> that, as if Santa Claus had come. But it took me a few years to catch on to that. Right, right, right. Uh, and so we would go to Macomb and we would drive around uh, and, and look at uh, look at Christmas lights and then go back home and we'd have you know, we did our Christmas on Christmas Eve and open packages and all that sort of stuff. Probably, probably a reflection of the year in which I got up like at 3.30 a.m. on Christmas, when we did it on Christmas Day and said, "Why well, it's Christmas Day. Let's open packages. Come on down. <laughs> from, from then on, we did it. We did it on Christmas Eve. Uh, but it's just, I mean, it's a, it's a great memory of driving around and looking at the Christmas lights. And frankly, Michael, this year is going to to match that. My mother turned 90, uh, last Friday. Um, she's in Great health. She's in great health. Uh, and what we did was we drove part of, part of the time that I've been here, uh, around celebrating her 90th birthday is we drove around the same city, uh, looking at the same houses as, you know, my father used to take me to and, and looking at the Christmas lights, um, uh, in the city. And that was just, it sort of brought back all of those memories uh from
1: uh from prior christmases full circle full, full circle right i mean all all back to the thing 90 years old man that is uh that's that's dang impressive that means i'm only middle age at this point <laughs> well she, she's she's
2: uh, she's an impressive an impressive woman but she's she's made it to 90 i she had a sort of a uh she she watches the program so i need to be a little careful here she had a little you know down spell uh, uh, this summer and she moved to uh an independent living home, an apartment uh home, uh next to some of her friends that she'd grown up with. And she's just back at it. She's up and walking around. She got her driver's license renewed. And I'm I'm cool wow. With that she, wow. She's she's mobile. She's she's alert. She's doing she's doing everything. So um and she celebrated her 90th birthday last Friday. So it's um uh, it it's It's pretty amazing. Well, yeah, those if if those are the genes I've got, I'm in I'm in good shape. You're
1: doing good, man. That's right. Uh, So Mother Keithley, Merry uh, Merry Christmas and happy birthday to you for uh, for that, for Mother Keithley. What a uh, what a what a blessing. And the fact that you're down there with her and you get a chance to, uh, again, experience some Christmas cheer and be with family. That's got to be that's got to be great, man. That just makes me feel so good. It is,, um, as you can see, I don't have a Christmas tree up in the background, but, yeah, but uh,
2: but they've Slacker. got a Christmas tree where she's living and um and and we've done uh, we've done our christmas. I, I head back to Anchorage uh, Thursday of this week, and I'm gonna spend Christmas with uh, friends and and uh and, and 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 people i i want to be with uh on christmas and, and new years in uh in anchorage so it, it all works out it all works out really well and uh so this is as i say it's sort of full it, it is full circle i mean one of the big christmas memories is driving around looking at lights when i was young and now
1: i've done now i'm doing it again did you guys have uh you get small town i mean did you guys have like i mean i'm not trying to to you know <laughs> did you guys have like carolers and so, i mean did you guys have grubby street urchins please governor can i have a cuppa no i mean did you uh, did you ever have like christmas carolers and things like that or uh is this americana or i don't i don't remember
2: christmas carolers i remember christmas shows at school and and christmas um uh services at church and we would have a choir, but I don't remember Christmas carolers around either the town I grew up in or, or the bigger town uh, that we would, that we would drive to. They hit, they celebrated Dickens on the square on the, on the, uh, on the big city square, big city, (laughs) 13,000 people uh, on the, on the square. And they had people in period costumes and, and the Christmas stores were open, and it and it was something. It was something like that. I think they had carolers with that, but
1: I don't recall that. I don't right. recall that from
2: my childhood. I think that's a later, well, later I, development.
1: I know that your life um, today. Uh, this is no secret to anybody who's watched the show or followed Brad. Uh, you know, it's a the music is a big thing in your life, and uh, and I know, of course, as adults, our music tastes you know adapt and change from when we were childhood. But I got to tell you, music transports me. Uh, back to my back to my Christmas childhood. Yesterday, I shared a link to my uh, Christmas Spotify list, which is ten and a half hours long. Just for those of you who are <laughs> wondering, and it's just full, chock full of the Christmas classics of singers that I normally, throughout the rest of the year. I don't listen to. But at Christmas time, I'm listening to Dean Martin. I'm listening to Elvis Presley and Burl Ives and Fred Waring and the Pennsylvanians and, uh, you know, Diane Krall and Harry Connick and Michael Bublé and all these classic type crooners, you know, uh, Roy Orbison and and Chris Isaac and things like that. Uh, What music— because I know now it's <clears throat> all Celtic music for you, but when you were growing up, was that was that a thing, or was I mean, what what is your favorite? You know, what is the song that to you is just like oh, that's Christmas? What 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 do you say? Well, it'd be a Burl Ives song,
2: whatever. Bur, Burl Ives has connections to this part of Illinois. He was born in Eastern Illinois, uh, but uh, uh, he, uh, he had a brother who lived in this big town I keep talking about, Macomb, Illinois. Um, and he would visit over here and so Burl lives was was probably the biggest uh, thing we had going um, in terms of a celebrity from from this part of the this right. part of the state And so it would be you know here comes Santa Claus or Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer or something would 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 that will trigger when I hear Burl Ives singing that will trigger uh, memories of uh, of Christmas's uh, past Now you're right it's it's mostly Celtic music and mostly, Listening to Celtic Christmas, there's a show I've been to in in, in previous years, and we'll go again in Boston um, called a Christmas Celtic Sojourn. Uh, and there's a, a guy by the name of Brian O'Donovan who puts on a show, puts on uh, produces a performance up in Boston every year that brings together various uh, uh, performers, Celtic music loosely defined performers from Ireland, Scotland, and usually from Appalachia. Which is you know, American right. Celtic? It's, where, it's right. where Irish and Scottish music went, and then got transformed into ultimately bluegrass. Um, and so that show is is really that show and the music around that show is usually uh, a big deal uh, to me. And it's online this year, so I'll watch it online. Uh, but but the stuff the the lives and the. And the you know bluegrass Christmas. Uh, I'm sure the Stanley Brothers have a Christmas tune that's that's in my memory banks uh, uh, someplace. Um, and other performers. My I stayed when I was growing up. I stayed a lot with my grandparents, and my grandparents had bluegrass music on you know like 20. Well, not 24/7. It seemed like it at the time, but had bluegrass music on a lot. And so uh, uh, there there will be. I mean, any bluegrass melody will you know transport me back to, uh, to that period of my life.
1: What's, uh, before we go here, we're going to go to break, but what's your, do you have a favorite song? Like the one song that you'd be like, I mean, modern and past, so modern and past, right. You know, so it doesn't have to be from your childhood, but one song that when you play that, you know, this is the start of Christmas. Yeah.
2: So it's, it's not, it's a, it's a seasonal song. Is There are various versions of old Ang Zine, which is a Scottish song. Various versions of Old Enzyme that that I think, you know, I sort of save. You know how you save one Christmas present uh, or to, to the la- to the last right, right. Maybe, maybe you opened it first, depending upon what your personality exactly. is. Exactly. But but uh the, there's there's a, a couple of versions of old enzyme that will just move me. Um and and it's by various artists. Kenny G has a has a version of Old Enzyme. Uh, yeah. that I love, uh, Hannah Rarity, who's a Scottish artist, a young Scottish artist has a version of old Anxine, uh, that I love. So it's, it's, it, that's sort of the song. And, you know, I can play it like 20 times in a row with different artists and I'm, I'm, I'm a
0: <laughs> per-
1: perfectly happy camper. Brad's got a uh, playlist. It's <laughs> nothing but old Angzine for two hours, you know, 53 different artists playing old anxiety. but that's okay. I mean, it, you know. um,
2: and 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 in 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 childhood, it would probably be Burl Ives as Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, is probably the the trigger that uh, yeah. that uh, uh, transports transports me back uh, back to that time. Red- I've been doing a. I've been doing some posts of Christmas songs, and I that was that was one of the first that came to mind.
1: Brad Keithley, Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets, uh, is what we normally do. We normally talk politics, but today, it's all Christmas memories. We're going to talk about food and favorite movies, maybe things like that. Brad just made an eyebrow. We're going to be back. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Base, Free Thinking Radio. Today it's Holiday Radio. We're back with more right after this.
0: Our light, our guide, and our trusted friend. Michael, Michael
1: Brad Keithley is our guest, Alaskans for uh, Sustainable Budgets. Uh, Laura in the chat room shares a memory with us, and she says, No tears. But my dad passed away on Christmas Day. He loved Christmas, so it was a perfect day for him to go home. Every year when it's time to put up the lights and it's cold, I can hear him say, let's get it done, girl. He'd just giggle like a little kid. Laura, that is so awesome. Then she says, I had a sleepover once. We were camped out in the living room in the middle of the night. The tree fell over on us girls. We started screaming. Dad ran down the hall with a (laughs) shotgun butt naked. We all screamed again. Yes. (laughs) That's a traumatic, that's a traumatic Christmas memory right there. Oh my! That God. would burn it. That, that would
2: burn into your memory. That banks, would. That would it? be a
1: traumatic Christmas memory. Uh, Sandy said, "The first year in North Pole, we made the mistake of cutting down our own Christmas tree like we did in Oregon. Big mistake." Uh, for cutting down your own Christmas tree uh because when those trees thaw out boy howdy does stuff start coming out of some of them trees you don't you <laughs> do not want do not go into your backyard and cut one of those tamarack spruce I'm just telling you right now uh definitely um definitely a bad thing uh Sandy it's also 100 degrees warmer in San Diego oh yeah <laughs> That's true. Uh, da- Sandy said she used to do church caroling in San Diego when she was growing up, and Donna says Sandy, it's also a hundred degrees warmer in San Diego. I mean, yeah, it's look, it's always cold in the interior when I was growing up. We didn't, we did some caroling, we did some with family and friends. We would go around occasionally, but yeah, usually it's like thirty-five below on Christmas, right? You don't, you're out there, the angels, we have heard on high, uh, you know. Uh, Could I have some hot chocolate? You know, <laughs> kind of thing uh so
2: does does your does your vocal cords work at that oh
1: man i gotta tell you you're definitely getting that breath of fresh air breath of fresh air um so it's uh it's good stuff um oh we didn't talk about food we got to talk about food too brad because that is uh because it's me we got to talk about food as uh, long as you
2: don't ask about recipes, I mean, that's, I that, know I have no clue. Well, whatever's
1: in the refrigerator is sort of, so you don't it's sort of my recipe. So you don't do any shop. I mean, you don't do any shopping. You don't do any uh, uh, cooking at all. I mean, I know you cook a mean wine smoothie in the morning, which <laughs> wine smoothie in the morning, my <laughs> God, that was Wait, actually, you that was Brad's recipe last year for the, I think we had a recipe contest or sharing recipes and Brad was like wine smoothie. I'm like, why not? I'm like, dang. Um, um, but you don't, uh, I, I mean, I know you cook with a lot of eggnog and your coffee and all that kind of stuff, but do you just not do any, it's just not a big thing for you personally?
2: I'm just not, I'm just not great at it, Michael. I've never, I've never developed the talent of, you know, being creative with, uh, with, with cooking. My mother was such a good cook and my grandmother was, were such good cooks that, that, well, I sure didn't want to mess with that when I was growing up. I didn't want to get in the kitchen and, you know, Hard act to follow. Of, what, yeah. of what they were doing. So, Uh, so I just never developed that talent. So my, my, uh, my talent is, um, is going to open table and making the reservations for for
1: for wherever for wherever we're eating uh whatever meal whatever holiday meal we're eating. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. You gotta serve me on Christmas while I eat. Do it now. Yeah. No. I tip no. well. No, no that's <laughs> no. that's fine. Hey, it's all those people who go to the Chinese restaurant on Christmas Eve or whatever, right? I mean there's people are still working. They're still making money still, you know, we're we're like you said, it's it is what it is. Uh, Where that's the that's the place to eat in North Pole, isn't it? Oh, man. Uh, You know, it's funny because, uh, you know, ironically, that's the thing in the big city. Right. Everybody goes, we have Chinese for Christmas. Right. Because in the big, you know, New York or where and ironically, the best Chinese restaurant in the whole state, which is in North Pole Pagoda. They close from, like, the 22nd or whatever all the way through New Year's. They're closed for, like, three weeks, and you're like, oh, man, I really wanted Chinese food, huh? Uh Anyway um – Sandy says, Where's, oh, Sandy was asking me about the ham recipe. Sandy, I gave the ham recipe. I actually didn't read it out, but I did it from memory yesterday on the air. My dad was going to send me, because I couldn't find it in my email. He sent it to me like 12, 15 years ago, and I purged my email. But it's very simple. Go back and listen to the podcast or watch the show from yesterday, and I tell you how to make the Christmas bourbon brown sugar ham. It's super simple. Even Brad could do it. It's super simple. It's super super simple. <laughs> I don't know, Michael. I, I don't know if you want to trust me with the Well, you with know, the, with you, the instruments. You 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 test it out if nothing else. I'll do I'll do the wine smoothie for dessert. Oh, that's, that's a- true. That's true. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, either that or the Christmas crepes for for Christmas morning. that that I gotta tell you that's probably one of the most technically challenging meals that I make around the year is the Christmas crepes. Uh, not that it's super hot. It's just the crepes require a lot of patience, which I have a limited supply of. and uh when you got to make 43 little thin crepes uh you know, and stand there for an hour in front of the stove flipping crepes as you go through, it takes a while to uh, to get it all done. Uh, all right. Well, we're 25 seconds out here. Brad's going to continue with us, huh? 43. That's an oddly specific number. Well, I it was no, I just pulled it at random, Brad. But literally, oh, if everybody oh. has two or three crepes, and you've got uh, and you've got six people in your household, it's a lot of crepes by the time you're done. You're tired of making crepes by the time the thing's over. Uh, all right, Brad Keithley, Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets. Let's get it done, shall we? Here we go. The Michael Duke Show. Yeah, I forgot to turn the timer off. That's it's what happens sometimes. Christmas we're just you know, we're we're <laughs> And, of course, people are now in the chat room like, what's a wine smoothie? Um, All right, welcome to the uh, program. The Michael Duke Show continues. Brad Keithley, our guest. We're sharing Christmas memories. It's the Christmas top three, only it's like the top whatever we decide it's going to be. Brad, before we went to break, let's see, we talked about about music. We talked about memories. we got to talk about food. Now, you told us during the break that you can't. You could barely boil hot water, but uh, you know, <laughs> right? I mean, you're just like it's about right. It's about right. It's about right. right. Um, but is there, um, you know, I mean, like for me, Christmas means Christmas crepes and my brown sugar and bourbon ham from my dad. Uh, you got some favorite Christmas, you know, things that you, I mean, something that you crave every Christmas that mom or grandma or something used to make that you'd love to try one more time, or what? What do you got? yeah my
2: grandmother was a great cook, and I remember um, uh, Christmas dinners with turkey or ham. Uh, my mother may correct me on this, but I I we either had both or we sort of alternated years or something. I remember both at very at various times. but the the big deal uh, for me uh, at, at Christmas dinners with my grandmother at my grandmother's was um, uh, the oyster stuffing. that was that was like, you know, you look forward the entire year to her oyster stuffing, um, and made sure you had plenty of room in your stomach, uh, when you got there, um, uh, to, to enjoy that. And then mashed potatoes and pumpkin pie and con pie and, you know, just sort of all sorts of things, corn, all sorts of things going on. But the oyster stuffing was always front and center for me.
1: That was, that was always a big part of the meal. Terry was going to make oyster stuffing. She ended up not making it for Thanksgiving, but she's like, yeah, I really want to make oyster. We had it a couple times, and uh, she really enjoys it. So who knows? Maybe we'll have oyster stuffing with ham. I don't know. Maybe it'll be a fun thing that we can do this Christmas uh, with ham. The sweets, uh, I remember the sweets. Did your grandmother and mom, Ma- did they make, like, Christmas cookies? You got a favorite Christmas cookie? They made
2: Christmas cookies. They made Christmas fudge. They made Christmas divinity uh, they made uh, uh, Christmas pies. I don't remember cakes so much. Cakes were more for birthdays, but uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of baking going on and a lot of fudge making going on right that i recall again i'm going to get with my mother after the show and she's going to say I, we never did that of course <laughs> this
1: is the faultiness of the human memory right we're we're making so stuff up as we go along I, in our brains I, brain I, I may be
2: merging a bunch of memories together yeah i may have been in a movie i saw but no yeah. i remember i remember christmas fudge and christmas divinity that was i think that was uh one of the gifts that uh, my grandmother would give to relatives and to friends around Christmas and to this day there's still I was I was with my mother last night and she was trying to force all this candy on me that she'd gotten from various people for her birthday and for Christmas and um <laughs> and that's still that's still a big part of uh, of the Christmases around yeah here is
1: making candy and sharing it divinity man I haven't had divinity in years that is um, uh, oh so my good. grandmother my grandmother made
2: some wicked divinity, and I think I remember it having nuts in it, like walnuts in it.
1: Oh, yeah! Again,
2: again, I may be merging that with some other memory, but, well,
1: but uh, it was very good. Uh, all right, uh, we're we got about uh, we got about four and a half minutes here, so let's talk about now. Maybe it wasn't a big thing for you, but growing up. Um, You know, we there's like some holiday movies and things that, you know, again, just put you in the mood. For me, it was a combination of like old time radio shows that were Christmas old time radio shows, Fibber McGee. Uh, you know, presents in the closets and some of the screen actors' playhouse, the shop around the corner, but also some movies, uh, of course. You know, and uh, you know, it's a wonderful life and White Christmas and things like that. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie that you have to spin up every year? Uh, I mean, I don't know if you're a big movie guy, but is that something that you love to uh, love to do?
2: There is one movie I I spin up every year. My my son would probably tell you it's a horror story for him because every year at Christmas. We, I would, I would set aside time to have this movie and the usual reaction was, oh, no, not again, <laughs> but, but it miracle on 34th street, the original version, the, the Natalie Wood is a young girl, right. Uh, ver- version. Uh, uh, Chris Kringle. I mean, maybe, maybe that was the young lawyer in me coming out. Yes, we can prove there's a Santa Claus. Right.
1: Right. Yes.
2: You know, yeah. trial lawyer. I yeah. Could, I could, I could put this together um uh, but it, that one that one still moves me i mean i've watched the later versions
0: mm-hmm. uh, yeah. they don't
2: do much, they don't do much for me it's that original version uh, that uh, that i find just so fascinating and so enjoyable and so spirit enhancing
1: yeah no and you know what i you know what i would find funny brad is probably your son at the time was like oh no god i can't take another boogie but you'll probably find if you you know probably he will probably crack that open around christmas and go this is my memory too you know he he will never admit that michael Oh, <laughs> i mean, never, I, ever, well, ever, ever i'm just i'm speculating from the outside <laughs> but i guarantee you probably sometime at christmas he kind of looks around and clicks it, it on you know
2: it uh, i I have a memory from my childhood, grilled cheese. My mother loved to make grilled cheese. Back, you know, my memory is she made it every day, 365 days a week. She denies that, but 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 that's my memory. And and to this day, I will not eat grilled cheese. And I will grimace if anybody asks if I want a grilled cheese sandwich. So I'm suspecting my son is having the same reaction to. Uh, the discussion about Miracle on Thirty Thirty Fourth Street.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you know it's just some of those things that they just you know like you said. I mean, like I can watch White Christmas every time, and at the very end when the general stands up and they're all applaud. I mean. I to this day get a tear in my I mean I've seen the movie you know 60 times but it doesn't matter because I still get that little tear in my eye because it's the feeling that it promotes you know Now the only thing that's banned in my household for you it was grilled cheese in my household it's Charlie Brown and peanuts I could just <laughs> burn the negatives burn the originals as far as I'm concerned I you know Why is that is that is I don't that, you know, know did, I have did no you have idea a sibling that it over played <clears throat> it over and over No what? I just I just don't know, Brad. I don't know why I am so bah humbug on all Charlie Brown. Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas versions, just the re I don't know. Whatever it is, it maybe it was Lucy jerking the football away all the time and I just wanted to beat her down with a stick. I I have no idea, but it is so, just... So yeah. you identified with Charlie Brown. Maybe, that's, I, that's, Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe I identified with Charlie Brown. But I just, you know, the kids are like, oh, we should watch a Charlie Brown Christmas. And I said, not in this house, uh, with yeah. me in it. There's one more
2: movie that, that would run every... Uh, uh... Around Christmas time. It ran in early December on the on the networks. And that is The Wizard of Oz. Not a Christmas movie. Oh. But it but but because it showed up at that at that part of the year when when the right. Networks would run it uh, when I was a kid. You know, back, back in the dark age, is <laughs> um back when I, I associate that with christmas and, and still and still watch it also
1: back when everything was black and white right brad i mean before they had full color television well uh, you know half the movie is a
2: black and white yeah and no, exactly no color,
1: so. uh you couldn't tell the difference though so it's fine uh it's all good uh brad keithley alaskans for sustainable budgets your Christmas memories. I mean, wasn't that fun? I mean, I feel good. I mean, usually I feel kind of bedraggled after I'm done with Brad like, you know, sucked all my will to live. Now I feel great. Brad. Merry Christmas, my friend, and a happy New Year to you. Merry
2: Christmas to you, Terry, and the family as well.
1: Michael. Yeah, oh, and wish your mom a very happy happy birthday, mom. <laughs> She's watching. Just just do it yourself. And Merry I, Christmas, Mother Keith. Bit. Merry Christmas, Mother Keithley. I hope you I hope you have a great one this year. We're looking forward to talking about you again next year. All right, folks, we're out of time for this hour. Chris Story coming up in hour two. I don't know what we'll talk about in the first segment, but we'll do something. Merry Christmas. Okay, I got requests in the chat room here. Donna Ardwin says... What is a wine smoothie? And you know what she she didn't put all that emphasis into it because it's just a written text line, but I could just hear, "What is a wine smoothie and how do I get one?" What is a wine <laughs> smoothie, Brad? Just just uh, tell, tell me what what is I mean, I can go back to the recipe and look at it, but tell me what this is all about.
2: It's a regular smoothie. I mean, I I just take juice and yogurt and a bunch of fruit. Uh, just like you're going to make a normal fruit smoothie and then just pour in some wine. Uh, uh, it started out uh, oh years ago. It started out as a way of getting rid of the bottom of a bottle of wine. Uh, uh, it was a Sunday morning and I was just sitting there and uh, I had a little bit left over from uh, the night before and I thought, well, you just throw that in there. Ooh, that tastes pretty good. <laughs> so now it's a now it's sort of a regular weekend thing,
1: right? To, so weekend okay. thing not a weekday no, thing, a oh i see i see <laughs> he's got to clarify i'm not a day drinker i'm just a weekend <laughs> i mean
2: uh to sort of you know take whatever whatever wines left over from the from the week and uh, and throw it in as part of the smoothie i mean smoothies are just you know aggregations of things anyway you can throw you know if you got spare vegetables left <laughs> over that you want to you want to want to use you just sort of throw it in there and just mix it all together and yeah. Wine's
1: just, wine's just one of the additives. Kevin McCabe asks, isn't that just sangria? I mean, kind of maybe <laughs> with the yogurt, I guess, maybe the, you know. I don't usually put yogurt in my sangria. Yeah, but, you know, my question is, you know, you're like, oh, a little fruit, a little fr- juice, a little yogurt. I got to question the inverse proportion of wine to juice now. Is it like all wine and no juice? I mean, it's typical. It's, t- it's actually technically it's juice, but I mean, you know, I got I to gotta <laughs> ask the question. Well, it it depends, Michael. It depends
2: on how much is left over, you know. If there's if there's just if, if there's just a because it's going to go. I mean, it's it's going right, to be used right, up. I'm right. not I'm not going to have you know. I'm going to open a new bottle for the for the for the new week. So whatever's in there, um, I, there was there was one one. <laughs> one time but it may have been 90% wine and you know, maybe a little, there wasn't any room left after I poured the wine in that's there. right there much
1: room left that's in
2: right for the yogurt but um uh it, it's it's a function of what of however much wine is left in the
1: bottle okay all right I mean so half a bottle of wine makes for a very good Sunday. Uh, so, th-
2: so there, there's there's my recipe by feel right I mean it's right, like I right. don't have a I don't have a you know a cup of wine and a cup of juice
1: and, right so
2: it's it, it's the wine first, and then whatever room there is left in the, in the mixer, in the blender.
1: Oh, my God. I just see, Brad. This blender is three-quarters wine. I got one grape and a piece of cantaloupe, and that's it. It's a smoothie. One <laughs> tablespoon of yogurt. Go.
2: Yeah. Still qualifies. Still qualifies as a
1: smoothie. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. Oh, man. Well, Brad, I don't know, man. I, I'm... You know, I'm looking forward to the new year so we can kind of tackle some of the new issues. But, boy, I got to tell you, I need that rejuvenation of the family and the Christmas spirit and everything else. Because, you know, we're facing a going to be facing a fight this year. And uh, we need the recharge before we get there, right?
2: Are, are all the kids home? Or, or are you going to be Zooming in some of the kids? Oh, yeah. I mean, them? well,
1: all the kids except my oldest is uh, – She's living in Florida now with her husband. Um, so she was, she
2: was she the one that was in Korea for a while?
1: Yep, they were in Korea for a couple of years, and then they were in Oklahoma for a year, year and a half, and now he is out of the military, and so they've moved down to Florida. Um, and she's telling us how now she hates the cold and loves the heat. So good for her. <laughs> <laughs> whatever 105 percent humidity that's fine i mean it's all good but she's loving it down there and uh so good for them uh so they're gonna they're gonna be down there and uh but everybody else is at home uh so has, we, has, has terry gone down to, to kidnap the grandchild and bring the grandchild no back no or... but she's talked about it she's talked she's plotted you know it's like a oceans 12 thing she's plotting to steal the whole Deal and come back up and it'll be fine uh donna says that sounds like a good way to hide the taste of kale in the uh first of all what the hell is wrong with you donna who eats kale kale is not real food it's like quinoa and kale who eats that stuff uh anyway uh brad uh, go ahead It it would be a good way
2: to hide the taste of kale, but you will never find kale in my refrigerator. I was just going to say,
1: you know what? I've never had that experience of having to hide it. You know what another good way to hide the taste of kale is? Take it and throw it in the garbage. That's a great way to hide the taste of kale. It's fantastic. It's a guaranteed you will not taste it if you throw it in the trash um all right brad any final thoughts for the year any final thought i mean i got i got a minute and a half here any final thoughts for the whole year and christmas time and i mean i'll just let you run wild and rampant oh my god it's a scary thing
2: you know michael at this time of year i don't have any final thoughts for the year because because you just sort of turn it off right i mean that's that's what you're talking about that's why we have this week of of holiday shows and then next week of, of no show just turn it off and and recharge. So, yeah, I I don't I don't get into at the end of the year. I don't get into writing the big three events of the year or anything of that of that sort. I mean, toward the first of January, I'll start writing the big three of next year. But but it's um, yeah, no, I, I don't really I don't sum up the year. I just go go into the holidays unplug and then, uh, and then, you know, get recharged and ready for the next year.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we all need it. I I really do. I I really think that everyone could benefit from taking just a pause, just a break at the end of the year and um, you know, and, and, and kind of relaxing and, and uh, letting go of everything. I mean, that's the, that's the big thing, letting go. Um, Do you have a new year's resolution quickly for next year? I know you mentioned that, but you got anything you want to share with us real quick?
2: No, I, um, I I think be kind to stalkers is uh, is my old oh, man. Be kind to stalkers. Okay, yeah, and is is, is my it, that came out of last week's show, when I sort of blew up at whatever the heck. But uh, I think it's be kind to stalkers. I think that's going to be my big be game. kind the to stalkers.
1: Be kind to trolls because you can only do that. Brad Keithley, Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you coming on board today. Michael, as always, thanks for having me, and Happy New Year, and uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Folks, The Michael Duke Show continues. It's up next.
0: Whoa, buddy The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live across the
1: world <clears throat> on the Internet at MichaelDukeshow.com, where you'll find the audio-only live stream and links to our social media sites and the podcast and everything else. And, of course, live across the state of Alaska on uh, regular old terrestrial radio. Good morning and welcome to the program. It is the uh, Michael Dukes show and it is the christmas edition of the show these last 3 days we are not talking about politics at all that's just that is a mandate from on high and from on high I mean from me no politics today we're just we're just talking about christmas and christmas memories and I know some people in the chat room are like but you're not talking about the I know I know um because you know why because we can't affect that cuz we can't affect that right now and it will still be here on January the 3rd when we pick things back up on the program on January the 3rd the, the those issues will still be there we'll, we'll still you know what and in the meanwhile i'm going to spend the last couple days of the broadcast year just hanging out with you and sharing christmas memories and getting that warm fuzzy feeling you know what I'm talking about? That warm little can you feel it right there? Can you feel it right? Can you feel it right there? That little glow right in your heart when you're like, "Oh yeah. I remember what that feels like." That is the nostalgia of Christmas. That is the 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 giving and the family and the warm the warmth of the love of the people around you. That's that's what I want to focus on today. That's what I want to think about. That's what I want to talk about. I mean, could we talk about X, Y, or Z, uh, January 6th and the deal in the Eastman truck? Could could we talk? Sure, we could. Uh, But we're not going to because, well, it's going on right now. Well, yeah. Uh, is, Is me watching it going to change anything? Is me talking about it going to change anything? Is me... Participating in any way, shape, or form going to change anything today? No? Good. You know what's going to change today? My feelings about the holiday and my family and that recharge that we all need. I mean, let's face it. Don't you feel at the end of the year, as you come into Christmas, don't you feel just a little bit exhausted? You know, as the as the year winds up, don't you just feel a little bit like, oh man? I mean, maybe you don't. Maybe it's just me because of what I do, and I'm doing this, you know, every day, uh, every day, all day, the whole thing. Maybe it's just me that feels that. But at the end of the year, I'm a whipped pup. I mean, I'm like, I need, I just need a break. I need to rejuvenate and recharge and do all that stuff and um you know i i'm i'm this is this is what i've decided many years ago i decided that the that the world can go on without me for just 12 or 15 short days the world can just go on without me and uh and and do what do what i need to do because i need to recharge so that i can fortify myself for the battle ahead Right. So I can fortify myself for the next year and be ready to face the battle ahead. So I'm and I'm so glad. And that was a great that was a great time with Brad Keithley. We just finished up for those of you who are just joining us. We just finished up with Brad Keithley from Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets, who normally comes in and rains on our parade all day long. Right. For Tuesday, the top three. You know, it's uh, he 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 does not You know. But this last this last hour was just good Christmas memories, and food and music and oh, movies. So good. Just so, so good. Yesterday was a fantastic. I got to be honest with you. I was on top of the world yesterday. I felt so good after yesterday's show. Um, and I was just so much in the Christmas spirit. And then at our radio stations in Anchorage that I have in Anchorage, um, I'm running a promotion to help get, uh, Christmas gifts for foster teens, for foster kids. And so yesterday I had them come up and, and, uh, the, uh, the, the, the folks who were coordinating with me, they came in and picked up 60 gift pack boxes, boxes, big things for 60 different kids. That are going to have a Christmas this year because we helped them out and the listeners helped them out and everything else. And it's just, it's just so great. Just so great. I I mean, I feel, I felt so good. I'm, I'm, it's good. It's good. Chris Story is going to come up here in a few moments uh, and we're going to talk with him and he's going to give us the. The PMA boost. Maybe it's going to have a Christmas theme. I don't know. And then in the last segment, we'll just hang out with Chris and we'll, we'll talk with him about his favorite Christmas memories and movies and food and things like that. It's going to be fantastic. But before we jump into that, I want to remind you that tomorrow, today is the fourth day of the five days of Christmas. Tomorrow is the fifth day of the five days of Christmas. Tomorrow is the final day where we're going to be giving away one final. Bivvy stick. One final bivy stick tomorrow. The only way you can win is you got to get signed up. So you got to go over to uh, my website at michaeldukeshow.com and click on the uh, five days of Christmas logo with the Christmas lights all around it and get signed up to win. Today's winner, and we spoke to her in the last hour, so we're not going to call her again because we talked to her in hour one Colleen Pugh up in Delta Junction. She won the bivvy stick. And uh, she seems super happy to do so. So uh, you get a chance to win it. Uh, Also, by the way, courtesy of our friends at uh, Satellite West, your local radio station, uh, and, of course, me. But Bivvy decided to get in on the act as well, and they are actually offering a chance to get free months of subscription. When you buy a one-year plan for your Bivvy stick, um, they said, hey, we want to get in on that. We'll give you some free months. So you don't have to subscribe to anything. You can just take the baby stick and go, or you can, you know, you can do something like that and, and, uh, and you can get some free months of, of service courtesy of our friends over there at, uh, bivy and satellite West. So looking forward to it. I mean, it's, it's good. Um, anyway, fantastic, fantastic hour with Brad Keithley in the last hour. It's nothing but Christmas memories and music and so much, so much good stuff. So congratulations to Colleen Pugh out in Delta Junction. Merry Christmas to you and your family. We'll be sending that uh, bivvy stick off to you uh, ASAP, and uh, you'll get a chance to get that activated if you want um, or do whatever it is that you want to do with it. We're we're all we're all good on that. Um. Let's see what what else we got uh what else what else do we got here uh to talk about in the chat room. You know, again, I just yesterday I felt so good after yesterday's show. We we need that we just need that um the recharge. We just need that that to take a break from everything. We are so plugged in today as a society, right? I mean, we are um Uh, What do they call it? I saw this term the other day, and I actually had to follow and read the article because it was so interesting to me. We today in today's society suffer from what they call infobesity. Infobesity. We have so much information at our fingertips that we feel like we are connected to everything. Um, and it's a, it's a, just a sign of the times and a sign of the technology and the speed at which, you know, things can travel around the world. Um, I mean, for example, things that are happening in Washington, DC, right this second, if something goes on, we'll know in the next five minutes, if it happened, right. If something, if something big and crazy happens or, you know, some news blows up somewhere that, uh, you know, something's going on, we'll know. And we'll, we'll know in five minutes. We will know in five minutes that it happened. That's not the way it used to be, right? It used to be something would happen in Washington, D.C., and you'd read about it, um, you know, you'll read about it, uh, you know, uh, in, in the, you know, a few days down the road. You'd read about it in the paper. Maybe the next day, if you were in a major city somewhere, you'd read about it in the paper the next day. But you know what? People followed it, but they weren't so, you know, focused on it acting like they could actually do something about many of these things that they have absolutely no control over. And you know what I've discovered is that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And what I mean by that is hope deferred makes – so if you have a hope that you could make a difference, you have a hope that you could change something that you have absolutely no control over, it's like Don Quixote crashing against that windmill over and over and over again, and eventually you get angry. You get frustrated. You get angry. You get heart sick that is the downside to infobesity when you have so much information coming at you and you feel like you need to just do something that just by reading it and marinating in it you just you know oh I will, I will i will i'm doing the right thing by just learning it all and reading it all and just sucking it all down and feeling horrible about it you know what i discovered i discovered that um i read about it maybe once a week maybe once a week I'll skim the headlines just to make sure that I kind of know what's going on in the rest of the world because I can't control a thing. I can control what goes on in my community. I can have an influence on what's going on. Um, and, uh, you know, the art of doing nothing, Laura says. The movie Eat, Pray, Love has a line in it. The art of doing nothing. I'm I'm with you, you know. That's why I do this. That's why I take this downtime. That's why I turn off. That's why I don't follow the national news on the weekends like I used to. I used to be a news junkie, man. I would be on that thing 24-7. I had to do it. I was, oh, man, I got to, you know. And I found myself being an angry, angry person. And I've jettisoned all that now. I mean, I'm not perfect by any means. I still get angry sometimes. But for the most part, I understand the things that I can change and the things that I can't change. I have been given by my Lord the wisdom to know the difference. So, no, we won't be covering anything political today, because what difference does it make today? I mean, in the long run, we can do things, especially locally. But me watching some newscaster, some talking head, some trial, me watching that does nothing but irritate me. So we're just going to relax. We're going to take in the sights. We're going to talk about Christmas. We're going to share the love is what we're going to do. We're going to share the love. And we're going to share the nostalgia and the memory, and we're going to try to bring each and every one of you back to that feeling you had when you were young. And you gazed at that Christmas tree with all the presents underneath of it, and that feeling of awe that you had, and that feeling of being loved, and that feeling of just peace and joy. That's what we're doing today. That is the best Christmas gift that I can give to you. Merry Christmas. Chris Story is up next. The Michael Duke Show. um, we'll go back up here and see what you guys are saying. Good tidings toward your neighbors in need, like Eastman. I, you know, I, I can. Bert, I, I, I love it, but I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. Me showing up at some courthouse to watch proceedings is not going to help anything. It's not going to change anything. It's not like I'm a gallery where I can cheer and, and jeer the judge. It doesn't, you know, again, it's, it what it's going to be what it is. Infobesity, infobesity. Uh, Bad Santa, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and Rudolph Shiny New Year by Rankin Bass. Oh man, love those. Thank you, Zora. Bad Santa, hilariously Christmas movie. Oh man, uh, my mom always said when you feel blue, go out and do something for someone else. It always works. I mean, it it does. It works. Uh, I'm doing this thing for the this 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 thing for the foster kids, and it's a lot of work. I mean, you, when you're trying to coordinate 300 listeners, adopters, and you know, 80 kids with wish lists and everything else, and you're trying to coordinate all that stuff, it's a lot of work. But you know what? I feel so so good about it, knowing that these kids are going to have a Christmas when they wouldn't normally have one. Um. Again, the art of doing nothing, says Laura. There, There is sometimes just the art of doing nothing. Absolutely. Um, MD, but you are doing something about foster kids, which is important. I mean, I'm contributing. It's not me doing it all by any strange stretch of the imagination. I just happen to be the guy coordinating it all. It's uh, it's all the work that's being done by those listeners and adopters who have, who have been so graciously generous. I mean – You know, I've never you you get a foster kid who gives you a list with it's a wish list, right? It's it's like a dream list. And this list has got twelve hundred dollars worth of stuff on it. And you know what? These people just give and give. And you get more than one person adopting a kid together and they go out and they, you know, they get the stuff. And this foster kid whose life is just falling apart because, you know, he's in foster care. And he ends up getting a Christmas. It's a $1,000 Christmas, and and he's they're just over the moon, over the moon. And it's because of the folks that are out there doing their thing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um. Did you see my challenge, says Dushena, for you this holiday, to listen to music and lay under the tree like your fond memories of the Yes, I did. And I made the joke early this morning that I'm going to do it, but I've got to plan it because it's harder to get down on the floor than it used to be. So we'll be. You know, Chris says that uh, they've been listening to my. Oh, talk on it. Lost my mouse. Here we go. Chris says been listening to your Christmas playlist on Spotify, and I love it. Yes, isn't it good? Doesn't it? I mean, it doesn't. That doesn't. That sound fun. That's just. It's a great. I wish. I wish that the copyright Nazis at. Uh, well, that's not fair. I wish that the copyright algorithms at Facebook and YouTube were not quite so strict around Christmas time because I would just love to play some of that Christmas music for you. But, I mean, I play six seconds of a Christmas song and my my videos get flagged immediately, immediately, which is unfortunate. I mean, I still have a video that's got muted. The entire video is muted for seven seconds. It actually said that you played seven seconds of this obscure copyrighted song from what, you know, and the video still muted. From like three years ago, so we just we'll just have to talk about the Christmas music. We won't play the Christmas music. Chris' story is uh, the man from Homer. Merry Christmas, my friend. How are you today? Good
3: morning, Michael, and Merry Christmas to you and yours. Doing well.
1: Are you uh, Are you ready to? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know that we're going to do some Christmas memories and stuff like that. But do you have some kind of uplift for us? And what's the topic of the uplift? Is it a Christmas themed uplift?
3: Uh, yeah. You know, I just you said to myself, I was just like getting into the bathtub this morning, just going to take it one step at a time.
1: One, the pinky toe first. We're gonna do it one right. inch, and we're gonna ease into this one little thing at a time. All right. Well, good. Well, I mean, we—you don't have to do an uplift if you don't want to. I'm not—I'm not saying that you have to. Uh, I would
3: like to be uplifting with you, Michael. There we go.
1: All right. Hold the line. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Nope, not doing that one. That's right. I needed a little Christmas music. I was going to use the normal bumper music, but you know, I decided that even if it's a little funky, I wanted to use the Christmas music coming in because, by golly, by golly, it's Christmas time. We're going to continue that that perfect that we're going to just continue on. Chris Story, the man from Homer, joins us this morning on the program to talk about um, well positivity and pottery and whatever else he feels like talking with us about. Good morning, Mr. Story, sir. How are how are you?
3: Good morning, Michael. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for the show this morning and uh, making such great memories for all of us out here in Radioland.
1: Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I figure, you know, Chris, look, you're the guru of positivity, right? I mean, that's we've dubbed you that and uh, you should wear that proudly on a t-shirt somewhere. But you know, um, Am I wrong? I mean, there sure, there are plenty of things we could probably, well, not plenty of things, but there's a few things we could talk about today that are in the news, that are politically relevant for the moment. But don't we have to understand the things that we can change, the things that we can't change, and have the wisdom to know the difference? I mean, there's a difference between observing and participating, right? We're just observers in most of these things. There's very few things that we're actually participating in. And by observing it, are we damaging ourselves or are we helping? I mean, I I, I don't know. We, I I don't mean to 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 steer the to steer the show uh, in for for you, but it's just one of those things. Uh, I, this is something I think everybody needs: just a pause.
3: I agree. Yeah, I agree completely. It's interesting. Um, a friend of mine is a naturopathic doctor, and we were talking um, a couple of years ago, and he said, "You know, I don't I don't study group health. I don't study public health. I don't study i I'm here for your health, period. That's it. It's individualized individualized care and, and study of your health and where you're at. And it, r- it reminds me a little bit about what it is that I like to do relative to the economy. And I'm not an economist. I'm not somebody who can give advice, generally speaking, about the economy. I'm about your economy. And my own, personally, how what can you do in spite of who gets elected, who doesn't get elected, what's happening, the trials and tribulations around the world. There's only so much you can do relative to your economy. And if you're spending so much time worried about the economy that you accidentally ignore your economy, you're going to suffer. And the same thing with, with what you're talking about here, politically speaking. Are you wrapped up in geopolitics or are you involved at all at the local? level and if you're not involved at the local level why are you concerning yourself with things that are completely out of your control right and are we so serious that we can't even take a day or a week or two to just simply pull back and allow joy to be part of your life and allow yourself to experience uh, the fun memories of the past and to to listen to music and as you talked about uh, enjoy foods and preparing things and, and celebrating with friends and family? Are Or are you so stuffy, so serious, so uh, nihilistic, if you will, that you can't see the joy even in, in this season? Then uh, I think that's what your show reminds people is. not it? it's okay right. to go back and really not even okay. It's actually prescriptive for mental health to go back and enjoy some childhood memories and things that, that you've done with your family and for your family through the years. I think that's very valuable, very relevant.
1: I mean, uh, let's face it, Chris. I mean, when you, you know, what you seek, uh, you will find, right? So in your mind and controlling your mind and talking about your mindset, we do that all the time here with you on the program. But if you're seeking it, you'll find it. So if you're seeking that, that feeling of joy and Mm -hmm. wonder, and innocence that you felt, you know, like I said, looking at that Christmas tree on Christmas morning with all the presents underneath and the shining lights and the music and the joy and the laughter. If you seek it, you shall find it. The problem is, is that we're so busy, you know, taking a sip from a fire hose with our infobesity that we we're so busy with that, trying to make sure that we're up to speed with everything that's going on around us all the time even though we can't affect it we're not seeking that and and if we could just take a minute and seek that joy that laughter that 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 free spirited feeling we can find it and it can it can it can change our whole outlook for at least a short period of time and you take a guy
3: like rush limbaugh who either you loved or hated there was very few people that were somewhere in between and like man, eh, nobody was really agnostic it was like you loved him or hated him and yet every christmas season what would he do he would take time out and um really share memories and talk about uh the, the traditions and, and holiday and christmas traditions and play Mannheim steamroller Uh, for a week or so, uh, just up until Christmas. And to me, I always thought, man, if if this guy can do it, he, he seemed to have the weight of the world on his shoulders. Not really, but you know, it was a pretty, pretty relevant public stage and yet would still take time, pull back, pause and reflect just like you're, just like you're doing here today in the tradition you've had here in Alaska
1: over the years. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think again, we need to, we need to understand. That uh, this is an important time of the year uh for us. I mean, you know, the end of the year is such an arbitrary thing. I mean, it's you know, picked by man. This is the end of the year. I mean, it doesn't really mean anything other than we know that we are resetting for you know, for the next for the next go around the sun, so to speak. And you could either be just exhausted and continue that battle. In a you know in a non combat ready state I guess if you want to get militaristic about it uh, and not be combat effective or you could take a little bit of R and R you could reflect you could rejuvenate you could you could feel better about it and um, and again just embrace that spirit of the season but it's got I think it's got to be a choice Chris I think it's got to be I think it's got to be a choice that people have to to make because you have to seek it otherwise i mean it may find you a little bit i've talked i mean do you feel that where some christmases you are like just full of the christmas spirit and sometimes you're just like meh it's you know it's christmas okay uh do you feel that you don't
3: want my answer
1: the reality is that um no
3: because i work on it weekly i don't so i read about a um a woman who owned a hardware store. And this was written in 1959 about her. She owned four hardware stores that she'd opened within uh, the previous five years, which is a pretty rapid pace for anybody. But in the hardware business back in 1950, say four or five, starting uh, pretty competitive, pretty difficult for uh, women in business in general. And, and here she is opening her fourth store in less than five years. And the interviewer asked her, you know, how is this possible? I mean, how, how have you, what's your secret? What What's the way that with which you've accomplished this? And she said that once a week she sits down and during the week she takes notes on, on improvement. What could she do to improve upon her business? And then once a week she blocks out four to five hours to just sit reflect on those things and then decide what could she do about it? What could she do better? And what could she do less of? And, and she just improves upon it weekly. Now you could set that arbitrary clock as you just said to once a year, once every six months, once a quarter, uh, once every fiscal and a half year, whatever you wish, and you're just going to get the results you wish and you want out of that. I set an arbitrary clock of daily. I set every, every single day, no matter where I am, in the state, no matter where I'm in the country, out of country, in the morning, it is a sacred time with which I reflect and rejuvenate, just like you're talking about. So I've taken it to not just once a year, but actually every single day. And if I miss a day or have to miss a day for some circumstances out of my control, uh, I feel it. And it's like, oh, okay, I, yeah. And it's like, I get a little, a little behind for a moment then the next day catch up. So it's for me, it's a daily thing. I, I think about what can I contribute today in my own life and to those I care about and those in my sphere. And uh, it's in, in the real estate business, there is no like people told me when I first got into real estate twenty-one years ago, people told me, Oh, what are you gonna do in the winter? It's like, Oh god, that somebody had this like panic, like, what? What do you mean, winter? I have gotta sell homes, I'm gonna sell land. And that's exactly what happened. They for some reason, assume that it was a seasonal business. It isn't. Uh, for years now, I've pulled Tiffany right around this time of year, maybe Christmas Eve or the day before. Like, don't people know it's Christmas? <laughs> it's like we're still busy. So it's a, it's a year round business we're in where we get to add and contribute to people's lives. So for me. I have to make it daily. I can't wait around for that particular week or two to, to come, to feel it. So I feel it year-round. So it sounds almost obnoxious as I hear myself saying it. But I, I, no, I don't feel that ebb and flow of like, ah, Christmas, meh. No, I feel ready for it and have really fun great wonderful memories and i feel blessed and dare i say privileged for having had that childhood especially when you talk about uh, the kids that are in foster care that are just counting you know don't even realize what might be coming their way or not right. and just the the memories that they're making and having made by those people that will bless them this year uh, that, that really is very very moving so i'm not Not completely absent-minded of that and find ways to add value to people's lives year round, I guess is what I'm trying to say, in addition to maybe even putting a little more gas on the fire this time of year.
1: Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see that. And maybe, yeah, maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I shouldn't wait uh, <coughs> till the end of the year and try and re- oh, recharge for the whole year at the end. The, you're Mr. Finer fun. Things. You, yeah.
3: uh, you're, we know that you're, you're enjoying life all year long. We yeah. know
1: that. Well, I do enjoy life all year long, but you're right. I mean, we could all take a pause um, and do it on a weekly or a daily basis and probably benefit more than waiting for the entire year to run the batteries completely flat and then try to Force in a recharge in a couple of weeks. Right. I mean, it's it's a whole thing. But I guess the, the biggest thing that I come away with in this whole idea is that you have to. I seek it right mm-hmm. at the end of the yeah. year. I seek that peace. I seek that feeling of love and nostalgia and 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 uh, family and and all that. When you're probably right, we probably should be seeking it. I should be seeking it a little more often. Not that I couldn't, you know, still enjoy the end of the year holiday, but uh, maybe my life would be a little better and fuller if I sought it on a weekly or a daily basis. It's, I mean, it's not a bad, it's not a bad piece of advice. Can I, can I follow it? Is the question because of, you know, habit force and and being old and and having a hard time changing my ways. I probably could, but you know, maybe, maybe that'll be my new year's resolution, Chris, to take that few minutes every day.
3: You, I love it. That's, that's awesome. You and I are in the communication business. You more so than I uh running Not just a show, but two radio stations, but you've been in this a long time and you probably, um, I think we have in common a friend um, and somebody I consider a mentor called Valerie Geller, and she has a three rule principle for radio it she's got books and courses and seminars and she travels the world talking about communication and and radio broadcasting and everything else but it all boils down to three simple things and i've adopted those three things not just into my show that i do but also into my life which is make it matter so no matter what's happening make it matter right now that Mm -hmm. it's got to count make it count make it matter and then the second tip is to always tell the truth period end of story full stop. Tell the truth and then thirdly never be boring <laughs> it's like okay well that that's a prescription for life make it matter you know tell the truth and never be boring that that, that is a good life
1: yeah no that is i think that is the definition of a good life for sure and uh, if we seek those things we will find seek and you shall find that's um that's what I'm looking for here, and uh, and I think it's a good philosophy. Uh, I mean, we and we, I mean, look, let's let's boil it down, Chris. This is the last Tuesday broadcast, Tuesday of the year for you and me. Uh, well, on this program, anyway, you're still going to be broadcasting on Thursday or whatever. But uh, I would just say, you know, if there's one thing, one commonality between all the things that we've talked about in the last year or two years or three years, it is that quiet moment of self-reflection of where am I at and where do I want to go and making that decision. And most people don't take the time to do that self-reflection. They don't take the time, whether it's once a year like I'm doing it or every morning, like you're doing it or once a week, they're not taking that time to reflect on where they are, where they want to go, what the difference between the two is and what they need to do. And, um, I think that if that's the lesson for the year, is that, is that, is that the, is, is that it? Is that the lesson for the year in your opinion?
3: Yeah, I love it. I think that that's exactly right. And I think, you know, it's opportunities that, that you take regularly, and I appreciate that about what you do and what you provide with your program to add value into somebody's life. I think that you do seek year-round and, and weekly to add value to people's lives. And I think that's that's an important narrative also to take away from from what we do together here, you and I, but also just what you do in general is that you are adding value and you you don't get paid for the minutes you're on the radio you don't get paid for the 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 words coming out of your mouth from the sponsors it's the value you add to the lives of the people that are listening and to the people that do support your show uh, monetarily speaking with their products or goods and services it's value added i was talking to a gentleman the other day um about his business that he's just absolutely overwhelmed he cannot keep up and and uh (laughs) it's time to raise your prices because you know you you can only add so much value but that's what you do not get paid paid for doing x y and z you get paid for the value you happen to be adding to our properties when you do this work and there's something about that 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 could be i would say wrapped up into what you're talking about and the self-reflection also comes the answer which is you matter everybody is somebody to somebody else and We are here to add value to each other's lives. And and you get paid, you get remunerated for adding that value, not the time spent doing it, per se. And that's a huge, huge takeaway for me in the last number of years is just recognizing that time is constant for everybody. Uh, It's it's really the amount of value you can add while you're here.
1: Chris Story is our guest uh, for the weekly uplift. Uh, Up next, we're going to continue with Chris. We're going to talk about some Christmas memories. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about music and food and just uh, finish up with a little bit of uh, different positivity. That's up next. Chris Story, The Michael Duke Show. We'll be back right after this.
0: Heard on American radio. Mike, Mike, Michael radio.
1: Uh, I know there's some people out there that are just pulling their hair out, Chris, because I'm not talking about the X, Y, or Z, you know, the trial or the thing or the deal or the, the I mean, they're they're just I mean, I, they popped in the chat room today. Aren't you talking about this? No. I'm not tell me tell me tell me how talking about it in this in this moment not talking about it in general but whatever the thing is that they wanted to talk about that I don't even want to mention anymore but tell me how talking about it and pontificating on it is going to change anything about it in this moment. Right. right for right. for 3 days i got 3 days where i'm not talking about politics tell me how not talking about it for those 3 days is going to alter the course of history and they just I, they can't yeah. they're just they're they're subsumed by this there are people out there who are just so subsumed by it they can't pause for just a second because they're 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 suffering from infobesity <laughs>
3: Is that is that a term you coined?
1: No, no, I read it the other day, and I'd never heard it before. And apparently, it's a newer term. I don't know, but it's perfect. It's That's perfect. Funny. Infobesity. We are just, you know, it's like standing in front of a fire hose and having it blast your face. I'm going to try and take a drink. Hit me in the face of the fire hose. Okay, great. Uh, you know, I got to just blew my lips back, and nothing. But nothing. You just you can't get out of the way of the amount and deluge of information that's coming through every device that you own. And the question is, does any of it, you know, the smallest fraction of a fraction is something that you can control and make a difference on the rest of it is you could hear about it next week and it wouldn't make any difference from today. Right. Yeah, I agree.
3: But it's a little bit like it, you've got an itch and you've got to scratch it and um, I think that's some of the reaction you might be hearing as people look like, scratch the itch, Michael. You you know where to scratch it. Scratch it good, but then you end up just scabbed and bleeding. And uh, you know it's uh, it is probably nice, especially for you to to take a break from that, especially because you know I, I delve barely into politics, dip a baby toe into it once in a while. Um, so for the most part, I I feel like I, I live in a slow lane.
1: I would say that you live in the slow lane most. Oh, never mind. Um... What? <laughs> what? Huh? Can you do? They just insult uh, me? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Uh, what? Uh, I I saw that you're. I saw Zoe and Tiffany all dolled up the other day. What were you guys doing? I mean, it was like the middle of the day, and they were like to the nines. What's What's happening?
3: Oh no, that was uh, from the evening before. That was our annual Christmas party for our board of realtors. Oh, okay. The theme—it was a Hollywood theme or something. So I, of course, wasn't in the photograph, as you (laughs) can imagine. Only I was wearing a suit coat and some slacks. I mean, I was very—I guess somebody. Did somebody mention Harvey Weinstein? No, no, I did not look like Harvey Weinstein, did but it not. was a Hollywood thing.
1: Okay, so. no <laughs> and you didn't go get a tux. I mean, come on, that would have been no. that would have been so yeah, classy, man, so so classy. Uh, but of course, you had to stay behind the uh, stay behind the camera. Um, and uh, I mean, I, uh, I'm just I'm ready, the bad guy. Um. Let's see. The bad guys are obsessed. This is this is Jim's comment on what we just said. The bad guys are obsessed with politics and are working overtime while we rest, unfortunately. Well, if they can make a difference in the fate of the world in three days while we don't talk about politics on this program, then I guess we don't deserve to win at that point. I mean, it's a, that's all I can say. I mean, again, how is me watching what's going on in uh, – Washington D.C. or even in our own system here for three again, I think we overestimate. This is why people. This is why people are sick at heart. This is why people are sick at heart all the time. This is why you're seeing a whole swath of the population jettisoning, jettisoning, and abandoning politics because it has become this, where it must consume you or else, or else you're not engaged enough. I mean, am I wrong, Chris?
3: No, I think you're right. I think, um, yeah, I, I do think that, the, the, you know, e- evil and, you know, but I think good is always at work as well. So, I mean, there is something to be said for the fact that, that um, good is still happening. And it's a great, you know, it's just one of those times that it sounds a little cheesy, but to remember the, the people in uniform because they're, you know, on 24-7. Like my, my my nephew, Christopher Jr., I call him, isn't going to be able to make it home for Christmas. Well, he's in the Army. You know, he's a... a You know, he's a lieutenant in the army and that's what he's going to be doing this Christmas. And so there's a lot to be said for the good people that are on on watch constantly on our behalf. But, yeah, there's there's people that the progressives and the liberals and Mitch McConnell's and Lisa Murkowski's, uh, I guess that's redundant, are out there constantly (laughs) scheming against this. But uh, even they got to take a break once in a while.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess they're going to take I mean, I don't know. I'm not paying close enough attention at this point. I don't care. Uh, because, I, again, I can't affect that. So what am I focusing on? What I can't affect. And the new year will be, look, we'll be nose to the grindstone in the new year. But right now, I'm looking for that Christmas spirit. That's what I'm looking for. And that's what we're going to pull together here. In the next segment, Chris Story, our guest, The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio. All right, welcome back to the program. Final segment for today. We're continuing with Chris Story. And uh, I want to, I just want to see what, what makes him tick, what makes his Christmases so special. Mr. Story, share with us. Um, share with us one of your favorite Christmas memories. I mean, from growing up maybe as a youth and maybe as an adult, give me a... Give me a couple Christmas memories that you will always cherish and always bring you back to that spot of joy and wonder and love and peace. G- give, me, give me some Chris story moments. So
3: I feel like, you know, my childhood was incredibly blessed. My grandparents bought a, a homestead in 1948 uh, they bought 160 acres and by the time i came along in 1972 they still had uh, 120 acres of that homestead they'd sold off uh, a chunk of it or, over time and and so we lived my my mom and dad my brother and i and my cousins and their parents and my grandparents all lived in this sort of triangle at the top of that property and literally nobody else on the road once you got to our place, nobody else but our family up above and it was just an incredible place at in, in the, the most beautiful spot in the world on the bench in Homer, Alaska to grow up as a kid. And uh, so every Christmas. We just basically we didn't leave the homestead. We were there, and my grandparents' house. They hosted Christmas Eve, where we did a big gift exchange with each other, and then Christmas morning, everybody came to our house uh, for the traditional breakfast. My mom would make the one, the one breakfast a year she did 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 make, and still does. Um, And then that that night, we would we spend Christmas dinner at my aunt and uncle's house, and so it was just really like magical. I feel really blessed and and fortunate for having had that childhood, and and I don't use the word privileged only because it's been absconded by the people that we're not talking about today, but it really blessed, just absolutely just wonderful i had grandparents in florida too and every every year they would send some gifts up and christmas eve morning our tradition was to open the gift from our florida family so just a lot of traditions and the funny thing is the, the interesting thing is we've carried those same traditions on for our children and now grandchildren and it's to me that's that's about as special as it gets is just memories with family and spending time together my daughter and i zoe for the last twenty-three Christmas Eves, this will be our twenty-fourth Christmas Eve together to go out. She and I just go out shopping alone, and she has now a two-year-old and a husband and a home they just built. And she said to me the other day, she goes, "Yeah, you know, Christmas Eve." Um, and I said, "Yes." She goes, "Well," <laughs> and I said, "Yes." And she goes. Okay, could we start a little earlier? Because she's hosting Christmas Eve dinner that night right. Could we start a little earlier? I knew she was trying to get out. I'm like, no, I'm not letting you out of this, my That's
1: yeah. like one of my big Christmas memories with my dad is my dad would gather up my brother and I, uh, probably from the time we were maybe, maybe I was eight or nine years old. Uh, well, maybe as a little older, maybe I was 10. And probably till the time I was 15, every Christmas Eve, my dad would go, okay, boys, we're going to go shopping for your mom. And I didn't realize later until I was an adult, how crazy that – on Christmas Eve, he'd go out go shopping for mom on Christmas Eve. And what kind of you know, combat shopping, you know, and that last thing. Uh, but it's a great memory. It's not one that I continued. Uh, but, I mean, it, it is a great memory. But it's some of those things that we uh, – some of those things that we love. Um, you know, there are certain things that make us, uh, uh, that make us feel – uh, Christmas. Music is a big thing for me. I don't know if it's a big thing for you, but for me, music is mm-hmm. a huge thing. Um, You got some favorite Christmas tunes. You got something that just puts you in the mood that the, the minute you hear it, you know, ah, uh, yes, Christmas has started. What's your, what's your favorite Christmas, Uh, your favorite Christmas music like? You know, of course all the
3: classics being spending so much time at my grandparents' house. Uh, m- at my house, it was, uh, you know, Uh, Conway Twitty Christmas and uh, Dolly Parton and all the all the country music but I go up to my grandparents house and she you know grandma had um you know sound system went through the whole house so it was a Bing Crosby and Sinatra and all the old old standards for Christmas but then when I when I became of you know uh it was probably around 14 or 15 and I discovered two things in that year and one was pottery and the other was John Lennon And so uh, War is Over, you know, Happy Christmas, John Lennon just implanted itself in my my being and my my bones. Although if I hear that song, I know it's Christmas, even though Yoko was on it. You know, she didn't ruin it for me. Uh, It's still an amazing Christmas song that puts me.
1: Boom. Right that puts you the, right, right in the, the mood. Moment. I, for a minute there, I thought you were going to say Mariah Carey's Christmas and you were going to be dead to me. But, you know, other than that, that's, that's, that's funny. I love
3: her version. Brad was uh, talking about All, all Anxiety, but Mariah Carey's version of it. Hello. I play that every year on my show around New Year's. That's an amazing version. She is, Good. she is amazing, Michael. Well, don't, John, don't deny
1: it. It's okay. John Lennon is a close second to Mariah Carey in my book for Christmas music, but that's okay. What? It's okay. I, you know, you know, the one, the, the song that I do love from those is the uh, the Bing Crosby and um uh not David Bowie. Um uh oh is it Dave Crosby is it Bing Crosby and David Bowie? The Little Drummer Boy where they do it uh where they do it together. Uh it's a duet between the two of them. Uh that was that that's pretty amazing. I do I do love that. There's some good Christmas tunes out. But Christmas I mean it just puts you in the mood, right? I mean you feel it. I mean that's why I've got a 10-hour Christmas playlist on Spotify because that's just I start playing it um right after uh uh, right after uh, Thanksgiving and and uh, it helps me get into the mood. Um, Christmas food uh, is a big thing. Do you have a single dish in your family or your household that to you is like strictly on Christmas only once a year that that's the one and you know yeah. that that's the Christmas meal?
3: Yeah because you know Christmas dinners all the you know traditional same thing we had Thanksgiving you know I mean it's not that it's, it's wonderful don't get me wrong our family there a bunch of good cooks in the family especially my dad but I, I made a joke about my mom on christmas morning she has for you know probably 50 55 years at least made this very specific christmas breakfast and that's the only time that's the only day that we never have it another time one is a, a french toast casserole uh with blueberries and then the other is a sausage casserole and that's the only time she makes those two things so we all look forward to it and every year she jokes about well, maybe i won't do it and he's like yes you will <laughs> so that's all you cook once a year you would like santa claus you work once a year in the kitchen ma oh you wow. you can do it oh wow we don't let her off the hook either
1: a sausage casserole i'm down with that i mean you know we'll, we'll try I'd, I'd love to try that that'd be great uh, final things we're down the last couple minutes here, uh, for us, movies is a big thing, uh, for my family. I mean, we love to enjoy a, a good story together, a good yarn. Um, and there's a few, you know, obviously, but is there, is there one Christmas movie that Chris story and the family have to sit down and do something that you lined up everybody and sat them on the couch and said, we're watching this this year because every year, because this is the. do you have a favorite Christmas movie that you have to watch?
3: It, well, you're supposed to say things like uh, Miracle on 34th Street. It's a wonderful sure. light. Blah, blah, okay, those are great. But uh, for me, if I don't say this, I won't. I won't forgive myself. It's the Naked Gun with Leslie Nielsen. In uh, particular, uh, Christmas Eve, my brother. My brother sent it to me from college in like 1987. <laughs> and, and we were, there was a particular thing that happened uh, the day be- it was the day before Christmas Eve. So Christmas Eve, Eve. Um, and it was, a, it was a pretty big deal in our family. It was a very big deal. Not to get into the details, but I will just say that I unwrapped that gift, put it, in the VHS, and all of my family was around—my aunt and uncle, cousins. Um, my brother hadn't come home from college yet; he was still in route. And my my grandparents weren't there. Uh, it was just, and we laughed, and it changed everything. It put everybody just—it reset the clock after this traumatic thing had happened, uh, which was out of our control. but That movie reset the clock, and I'm like, so I watched that tradition. but Christmas Vacation, also with Chevy Chase. So I, I'm a humorous <laughs> person, so I like humorous <laughs> Christmas movies.
1: Well, that's great. I wouldn't think of The Naked Gun as a Christmas movie, but in that context, <laughs> it makes sense, right? In that yes. context, it makes sense. And, of course, uh, Christmas Vacation and maybe even Home Alone. You know, there you go. That's Home uh, Alone
3: 2 with Donald Trump at the plaza. That's oh, where it's at.
1: That's where it's at. All right. Chris Story, Merry Christmas, my friend, and, uh, and Happy New Year. Uh, hold the line for just a second. Folks, Chris Story is one of my favorite guests of the year. And I'm about to gift him a bivvy stick. So uh, we're going to talk about that here in just a second. But we're out of time for today, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. I got so sucked into the Christmas stuff that I forgot I was going to mention this earlier. Chris, um, I had a conversation with Satellite West and Vivi, and um, uh, I wanted to, as as one of the as one of my favorite guests of the year, who has contributed to this show in so many ways uh, for so many years, and has probably changed a lot of lives that you and I don't even know about. Uh, I wanted to name you uh, one of my most influential guests of the year, and I am going to gift you for Christmas. A bivy stick. Now, I don't know if you can use it or not, but it's always good. Throw it in your glove box. You're driving back and forth to Anchorage a lot. You got dead zones, whatever. I'm gonna send you this bivy stick. And uh and I hope that you use it and I hope it's useful to you. Uh, because uh I just love you, brother. I just I thank you so much for all you do, and um, you know, you uh you're an amazing guy, and I can't wait to see what 2023 brings for us.
3: Thank you, Michael. Merry Christmas. That really means a lot to me, both what you said and the guest and, and thinking of me and and that you never know that that may save a life right there.
1: It may or just may make it more convenient or you may just send me text messages. Um, you may just uh, uh, my car just got started, so I just lost Chris on the phone. Um, you may just you I'll may just send family. me you may just send me text messages, you know, randomly with your bivy stick just because you want to irritate me. I don't know. But whatever, exactly. whatever it is. Uh, I hope that you enjoy it. And, uh, thank you. I hope that you and Tiffany and Zoe and her family. And, uh, I just hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas. I just, I can't, I can't wish anything better for you, my friend.
3: Well, thank you. It means, it means a lot to me and, and the same to you and mother jokes. and All family. Right.
1: All right. Chris story, the man from Homer. We'll see you next year. All right, Michael. Merry okay. Christmas. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. Have a, have a, have a great uh, weekend. Uh, all right, folks, I guess I should mash that button one more time Just to make sure that we got the music going And uh, again, say thank you to all you guys uh, Merry Christmas to you uh, Don't forget, if you haven't signed up yet for the five days of Christmas You can only sign up once But sign up for the five days of Christmas um, You could win Tomorrow is the last day for the fifth day For the bivvy stick So go get it done. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. If I don't see you between now and then enjoy yourselves. Otherwise we will be back tomorrow with more common sense, Liberty based free thinking radio, the Michael Duke show.